Hi everyone, welcome back to Daily Manna, where we're learning to feed on the Word of God chapter by chapter. My name is Andrew, and today we are on Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8 begins with a summary statement. Verse 1 says, Now in the things which are being said, the chief point is this, We have such a high priest, who sat down on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. The chief point is that we have such a high priest. Aren't you glad that Christ is our high priest? I am definitely grateful that our Lord Jesus is our High Priest. We see in chapters 6 and 7, He is our High Priest according to the power of an indestructible life. As such, He is able to save to the uttermost those who come forward to God through Him. Our High Priest also lives always to intercede for us. What a marvelous High Priest we have! Then in chapter 8, we see further speaking regarding what the High Priest is doing now in His heavenly ministry. Here's verse 10. For this is the covenant which I will covenant with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will impart my laws into their mind and on their hearts. I will inscribe them, and I will be God to them, and they will be a people to me. We see from this verse that the Lord is imparting His laws into our mind and inscribing them on our hearts. As a result, He will be God to us, and we will be a people to Him. God's loss here in this chapter is different than what we normally think of loss. We typically consider law as a requirement outwardly placed on us with the expectation that we would carry them. But the Bible presents another kind of law to us. This is the law that God installs in us, full of the power of His divine life. We heard from previous episodes that God's eternal purpose is God's heart's desire to dispense or impart His divine life into us. When we believe into God, we receive God's life into us. And this life has an innate, automatic ability to express all that God is through us. Within every life, we can say there is a law within that life. For example, with the dog life, there is the barking law. With the cat life, we have the mouse catching law. With peach tree, we have peach producing life. A farmer doesn't have to hope that a peach tree will produce peaches. The law that is the automatic, spontaneous functioning of that life within is going to produce peaches when the tree bears fruit. Concerning the divine life that we have within us, we have the God's expressing law. God in Christ, as a spirit, desires to dispense His life into us. Within this life is the law of life. Romans 8.2 calls this law the law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life is not an outward law or commandments that we have to try to follow, but it is God himself as life within us, functioning as the automatic, spontaneous way to regulate us from within and to produce over a period of time a reproduction of himself in life, nature, and expression. God is right in us. He is our life. When the divine life within us functions, it regulates according to the law of life. In chapter 7 Romans, Paul describes his difficulty with trying to follow God's commandments. And he mentioned that every time he wants to do good, there is something within him that opposes his will, captivating Paul to do the things that he did not want to do. There was a cry within Paul in that chapter, Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of this death? The answer is on the next chapter. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 and 2, Paul says, There is now then no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has freed me in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and of death. What a glorious statement this is. There is the law of the Spirit of life. 
The law of the spirit of life sets us free from the law of sin and of death. The law of the spirit of life is an operation within us that terminates the operation of the old self, the old law in our flesh. Then in Hebrews 8, we see that the Lord Jesus is imparting his law into our mind and inscribing them into our hearts. The Lord as the high priest is not merely in the heavens separated from us, waiting to do something on our behalf. His actual work is to do something in us, changing the very nature of what we are. When the law of life spreads into our thinking, thoughts, and considerations, it eventually causes our mind to be the mind of Christ. This is what Paul says in Philippians 2.5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The law of life is also spreading into our emotion and will. He's operating in us, in our emotion, to have the same love as He has. Whether our love for the Lord is cold or hot, the law of life is penetrating our emotion and regulating it with the nature of Christ's emotion, bringing the element of the emotion of Christ into our emotion. In a sense, our love will be remade, having been saturated with the element of Christ's love. In the same principle, the law of life is permeating our will. It's operating in us, in our will, so that our will would just be the will of the Father. Whether our will is naturally stubborn or submissive makes no difference. Some of us are very stubborn, while some of us are the opposite. As long as it is our will, it is not the will of the Father. So as the law of the divine life works within us, it will saturate our will with the will of Christ, making His will ours. In this way, our will is remade with the element of Christ's will. This means Christ's will will grow into our will. Eventually, in our mind, emotion, and will, there will be the growth of the life of Christ. I really appreciate to see the parallel between Romans 8 and Hebrews 8. When we see this parallel portion, it really strengthens our faith in God's word. It confirms that God's word is marvelous. We need to cherish his word and feast on it for the life-imparting content that we can receive. This is what it means to receive God's dispensing. That's it for today. Keep enjoying the Bible.